Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts, the podcast that doesn't wait for the full moon to get a little spooky. I'm your spirited host, Jennifer, a professional medium and a collector of ghost stories. Tonight, I want to cover a topic that is actually close to my heart, and it's something I'm excited to share with you. Tonight, I want to talk about divination and tarot card readings and a ghost or two. Tarot cards are easily associated with predictions of your future, analysis of your past, and guidance from everything from careers to your love life. But can they be associated with ghosts? Move over Ouija board. I have found a few ghost stories that involve tarot cards, and I have a personal story to tell you of a ghostly encounter sparked by a tarot card reading. And linger around a little bit longer, I will use tarot cards to connect with someone who has passed with a message for someone listening to this podcast. The message may be specifically for you. That's later on in the episode. But first, the spooky, the tarot ghost stories start now. I was a university student in my third year. Two of my friends had rented an apartment together. The apartment was not strange at all, nor did we feel any strange vibes before or right after we moved in. Later, though, trouble started. The layout was simple. Once you entered the main door on your left, there was the living room. Ahead of the entrance door, there was a glass door leading to the kitchen. On the right-hand side, there were two bedrooms and the bathroom. Because we were students, it was the only apartment we could afford. So I converted the living room into a bedroom living room with a pop-out couch. And I kept my clothes in my other roommate's big closet. I was, at the time, fascinated with tarot cards and readings, so naturally I bought a deck and started practicing. All of my friends wanted readings. Love troubles were the main issue, but my friends would not let me rest. The readings started going on every day, sometimes multiple times a day, and I wanted to comfort them through their tough time. So I went along. My readings were never wrong. That's what added to the fascination. Now, the thing I heard about tarot cards at that time was this. Tarot cards do not give you the answer themselves. Once you start the reading, you start a communication with another realm. Behind that realm, entities provide the answers in the form of the cards you draw. You don't know what they are, they can be good, bad, or even neutral, and the more you do readings, the more this realm remains open, allowing entities to cross over. Take that opinion as you will. I don't state this as fact, but as a story I heard about them, and what made me think that it might have a hint of truth, is what happened next. Six months later, I was alone in the house, 
Tired from studying and work, I had wanted to stay home. I came out of the shower and went into my roommate's closet to take a t-shirt to wear and turn in for the night. I reached for the closet door, and before I opened it, a strange disembodied scream came from within, and my hair stood up. I grabbed a random shirt off the bed. I threw the t-shirt on, ran out the entrance, knocked on my neighbor's door, and I stayed the night there. I was terrified. I initially thought, it's all in my head, I must have been tired. But that was only the beginning. Then other strange things started happening in the house. Doors banging, furniture moving in the middle of the night, plates clanking by themselves. My roommates and I heard all of these things happening during the late hours. We tried to brush it off, but the atmosphere in the place was getting heavier. One of my roommates told me he started seeing shadows moving in the house at the edge of his vision and a strange feeling of dread every time he was alone. Then one night, I was sitting on my bed-converted couch reading a book before I slept, and the glass door of the kitchen opened abruptly and I saw my own mother walking into the room. I was stunned as my mother lived about two hours away from me, had no car, no keys to my place, and she was in her nightgown. I called to her, Mom, is that you? No answer. Mom, what are you doing here? No answer. I started feeling really scared. She was walking slowly towards me. She then sat next to me and grabbed my ankle. She started squeezing my ankle to the point I thought my blood was going to stop flowing. I closed my eyes and started saying, go away, go away, whatever you are, go away. I looked and in that instant it turned into black smoke and disappeared right in front of my eyes. I had a bruise the shape of three fingers on my leg that appeared the next morning and remained for a couple of weeks. At this point, I was scared to remain alone in the apartment. We had a rule that there would always be at least two people together at home. Then one night, a friend of one of my roommates came to stay with us for a couple days. He took one of the rooms and the rest of us shared the remaining two. We spent the night in a good mood, eating and laughing. We never told him any of the weird occurrences, thinking he would not believe us anyway. We went to bed late, around 3 a.m. He closed the bedroom door, and not even 10 minutes later, we heard him screaming. We barged in thinking he had fallen or had some other accident, but he was just frozen solid on the bed, unable to move. When he finally managed to speak, he said that when he turned the lights off and got into bed, he saw a child standing over him, a small child no more than 10 years old, with a faint blue light around it and black eyes. And that's when he started screaming.
Once he was fit to get up, he grabbed his bags and ran off to a hotel. We did the same. We packed a bag each, and soon after, we moved out. We never spoke again. I don't know why, but we just didn't. Our friendship was just broken, but I will always remember that place. I don't know if the tarot readings caused all of this, or if it was already there, or if it was just a figment of our imagination. In the summer of 1986, my soon-to-be wife wanted to get me a special gift. She bought me a deck of tarot cards. She gave them to me and I went through the complete deck to look at all of the cards. This deck is one of the most beautiful I had ever seen. Great artwork and the symbols on the cards, they were just wonderful to look at. Something strange happened with this deck and I'll never find out an exact explanation. I began using them, and everything seemed fine, and I really liked this deck. A friend asked for a reading. As I was waiting for them to arrive at the house, I was just shuffling the cards, then laying them out, picking up those cards and laying out another ten. Something caught my eye. I had just picked up the cards and saw that the ace of coins was in it. On my next layout, the ace of coins was in that. This seemed really odd because as I picked up the cards, I was setting them aside and not reusing them. I scooped up the second round of cards, set them aside, and with the next cards I put down, sure enough, there was another ace of coins. I didn't know what to think. At first, I thought it may have to do with the meaning of the card. Ace of coins. Satisfaction, pure contentment, happiness, good sentiments, but not much help. Long story short, the next two times I go to do readings for people, as I do my own warm-up reading, a similar thing happened. The next card to double itself was the two of coins, which means embarrassment, moments of stasis or perplexity, arising difficult situations. The next card to do this was the three of coins, fame, great artistic ability, perfection that brings dignity. So by the end of summer, I had a tarot deck that had extra cards, and I have no idea where they came from. I kept my cards in a silk-lined lock box, and yet I still have these extra cards. I consulted psychics, a numerologist, and even did readings for myself. I never figured out why this happened. I left for the Navy in November of that year. When I returned to Florida two years later, I unpacked. The box with my cards was not there. 
I know I packed it, but it was gone. I still use tarot cards, but I still don't understand what was happening with that other deck, but I'd love to find out. If you love the I Talk to Ghosts podcast, consider supporting the show. Visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash italktoghosts. There you'll find special rewards and perks, including previews of upcoming ghost stories and behind-the-scenes details. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. Do I find tarot cards and divination scary? Not at all. Do I find it completely fascinating? Yes. Once I discovered tarot and divination, I needed to know everything immediately, and I've never stopped. I collect a lot of different tarot decks, and there are a few in particular that I really trust as tools. They always have something interesting to say. I've been offering professional tarot card readings for years, and because of the pandemic, I switched to an online offering, and I've been doing more readings than ever before. And I am constantly amazed at the messages that come through, through the cards for the person I'm reading for. Just like mediumship, it's just so unique it's special and I'm really honored to be able to provide that for someone and tonight I have my own tarot reading ghost story to share with you I was hired to read tarot cards at a birthday party that took place very close to Christmas a couple of years ago Seattle winters are dark and rainy and this night was no different The rain was just pouring down. Uh, But at this party, I gave a tarot reading to a woman, and during the course of her reading, it was revealed that she had recently lost her best friend. And the messages that were coming through were of comfort from loss. And I remember the message that night was very much of, you know, when we go through something tragic, and it makes us less than what we were, it's a double crime. But when we can find the strength to continue on and maybe appreciate life because of the contrast, like because of loss, you appreciate all the more what you have. When you're sad, moments of happiness can be that much richer. When we can become more than what we are, there's a beauty to that. This was the message that was coming through for this young woman who had lost her best friend. And it was very touching to be a part of that. At the end of the evening, it was very late. I think it was around 2 a.m. I packed up, made my way to the car, very carefully drove home. It was still pouring down rain very dark, water pulling on the roads, and I happened to have a headlight out as well, but I made it home safely, 
and Maxwell was there to greet me at the door. He couldn't accompany me that evening because we happened to have a friend staying with us from out of town. I was telling him about my night and he offered to make me some tea and some toast. And while he was doing that, I'm like, I gotta get out of this corset. I gotta get this makeup off. Ugh. So I went into our bedroom, which is all the way at the end of a long hallway. So I was changing my clothes kind of behind the open door, sort of using the door as a privacy screen. And as I was changing my clothes, I heard someone approaching, walking down the hallway. And I didn't look, but I felt someone come into the room. And I had the sense that as the person came into the room, past the door, they realized I was changing and had that moment of, oh, sorry, and quickly retreated out of the room. From there, I took a second and thought that if that was Maxwell, that would have been a rather strange reaction from him. And it couldn't have been my friend visiting from out of town because it was really late in the evening and she was all the way downstairs sleeping. So I peeked into the hallway and no one was there. I sort of shrugged it off and when I was ready I went into the kitchen and my tea and toast was waiting for me. And Maxwell said, you know, I promised myself today that I would hook up the Christmas lights outside and I just need to do one more thing. I'm going to go out there and do that. He went and did that. I enjoyed my warm tea. And when he came back in, he said, I just had a really weird experience. And I said, okay, what happened? He said that when he was outside, while he was stooped down plugging into extension cords, he heard a female voice say, hey. And immediately his brain thought it must be a neighbor maybe walking their dog in the middle of the night on a wet, rainy 2 a.m. winter night. And he kind of stood up and was like, yee, and looked around and no one was there. So he told me this story I immediately thought of the strange thing that happened while I was changing, so I told him that aspect of what had just happened to me, and that's when it occurred to me that I hadn't asked him if he had come into the bedroom earlier, and I told him my experience, and he said no, it wasn't him. Fast forward to the next day, I was having brunch at a restaurant with a few friends as well as my friend who was staying with me from out of town, and there was a little bit of a lull in the conversation while they were ordering that I took the opportunity to text a friend of mine. We like to exchange ghost stories together, so I wanted to tell him about the ghostly occurrences from the night before. So as I was texting, my friend who was staying at my home says to me, I saw a ghost in your house last night. So I lowered my phone and said, really? And she proceeded to tell me. She woke up in the middle of the night, opened her eyes and saw this sparkling ball of light kind of traversing the room at eye level to her. She raised her head, 
to look at it a little bit more. And it was as if the light noticed her noticing it. And she heard this, oh, and the light zipped away out of the room. And in the end, we decided that when I gave the tarot reading to the lovely woman the night before, perhaps her departed friend followed me home, wanted to make sure that I arrived safely on that treacherous rainy night, kind of wandered into the house, perhaps was a little embarrassed when she followed me into the room and realized I was changing, and then perhaps visited my friend, then followed Maxwell outside, said hello, before she left. That, to me, feels right, and it's a touching resolution to the story of the evening in which I was able to convey a message of comfort to a friend and and thinking about it now the departed friend giving that message of comfort is the exact sort of personality that would have followed me home to make sure that I made it home safely so that is my story of my tarot reading ghost Are you enjoying your ghostly visit? If so, please follow, like, comment, and share. The ghosts may be talkative, but they are lousy at marketing, so every click helps. Tell your friends, and please leave a kind review so that others might join us. The Spirits, and I thank you. Hello, and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. Since tonight's episode is all about tarot, I thought... Let's have a different kind of reading tonight. Instead of a spirit reading, we're going to do a tarot reading. And my guest tonight is Gabe. Gabe, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. So excited to be here. Thank you. Every tarot reader is different, I think. Um, I really love to do readings for your greater good and your higher self. So it's always a good time with me. It's never doom and gloom. But... um, (laughs) I've been reading cards since I was 13. Uh, I went to a junior high Halloween carnival and there was a fortune telling booth, like a pick a card situation. And that was the first time I ever saw tarot cards. And I was like, yeah, I was like, wait, this is real. This is real. I need to know everything. And I'm just, I just fell in love with divination and the aesthetic and the mood of it. And I absolutely love it. And I've been reading cards for years. For first readings, I like to work with the major arcana, the 22 major arcana. Yes, I have the full complete deck of 76 cards, but I like working with the major arcana because these cards were developed first to really address the esoteric experiences in life, the spiritual journeys we go on, all the deep conversations we should be having. And the minor cards were brought in later to address the more practical matters in life. And that's Mm. how well and good. But for first readings, I really, it's like, let's stick to the good stuff. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Today, we're going to be working with a mostly traditional uh, writer weight deck. If we were together, I would hand the deck to you and have you shuffle. But since we are apart right now, uh, (laughs) I can shuffle for you. As I do so, go ahead and just focus your attention and intention on the cards. And uh, when you feel like they're in a good spot, just let me know and we'll see what there is to see, okay? 
but take your time. Yeah, feels good. Okay. Feels ready. Excellent. Okay. So today we'll be doing a three card reading. And let's see what we have for you. For you. Ooh. Okay. This is great. I love this. All right. This isn't going to be like a past, present, future type of reading. This is more of a, a present now and um, going forward a bit. And I see what I'm seeing here before just looking at these three cards is that you're kind of coming into your own with the challenges that you've been facing and you're kind of learning to really rely on your inner wisdom. Do you find that to be true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. definitely. That's... <laughs> Okay, well, the cards are acknowledging that. The first card you got here is the Hermit, which is all about... <laughs> That's how I've self-described myself all year. <laughs> I think we got a lot of Hermits this year. Funny, funny. Uh, the Hermit <laughs> is all about inner guidance and inner wisdom and inner counsel. So if there's anything going forward, especially in the new year, you know, beginning of 2023 here. Um, if there's anything that you're just not sure of or you, or you feel like you need guidance, it's going to come from you. And that's funny because here I am giving you a tarot reading, but I'm saying the answers are going to come from you. <laughs> um, so whenever you want to really contemplate a decision, um, give yourself some quiet space, some quiet time to really meditate on what it is you want let it just flow in. Don't chase it. You know, just create the open space for it to come to you. And anytime uh, an intrusive thought comes in like, oh, so-and-so isn't going to like this, or I know what this person's going to say, say, no, 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 no. Inner counsel, inner yeah. wisdom. And this card also says no company is better than bad company. So just pay attention to who you give your ear to and your energy to and does it is that exchange good or does, you know is it beneficial to you so it is really all about just that inner wisdom and counsel going forward so you know I, with that being your first card it's like it's it's calibrating your reading to that yeah. if, if if that makes sense okay? yeah totally yeah second card you got here is force now force in the traditional tarot deck is called strength okay hmm. and and this is the, your center card this is the core of your reading and this card is all about saying you've got this you've got this know yourself through and through sit in your own energy and feel it and just like i know myself i know what i'm capable of and with that inner knowledge that i have and that inner wisdom I'm going to back that up with all my energy in my being and create some magic with that, right? I love the iconography of this card because we have this woman and she's holding this very shocked lion by the jaws, dangerous part of the lion, right? And she's poised. Her hair is perfect and she's in a dress, you know, yeah. and I just <laughs> love the vibe of that iconography. It's like, you got this. And finally, you got everyone's favorite card, the Falling Tower, wow. which is the tower in, in more traditional decks. Now, sometimes in life, we, we pick up some ideas that we take as firm truths and we don't question them anymore because we do this at a very young age. We're like, 
What does being adult look like? What is success? What's, what's a career? What's it like to be in a relationship? All these things we decide very young and then we grow up into adulthood and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't with us or we or, or they make us miserable or that we just can't make it work. And then we think, what's wrong with me? How come I can't do this? And it's like, it's not that you're, there's anything wrong with you. You just developed, picked up a, a belief along the way that isn't fitting into your life. Um, so it's always great to kind of reevaluate where you're at, what your truths are, what do you believe in absolutely, and does that work with your life? And sometimes I like to say, sometimes we have to uh, rent a metaphysical bulldozer and just go, you know what, I'm going to start over. <laughs> I love you know, that. And, yeah. And how do you want to start over? Making choices that are good for you, you know, that are validated by you, no one else. And knowing that what you build will be so strong and have a wonderful view of the world that, you know, it's solid. It's solid. So when this card shows up, it usually means okay. that something isn't quite working, maybe even on a foundational level, mm -hmm. but that it was never going to work. And yeah. from there, it's like, I, you know, okay, for some, you know, it's like I bought into this idea, but it's never going to work. What will work for me? That lines up great with that inner wisdom and counsel. And then just that knowing yourself through and through, I got this and making those changes and deciding, you know, how you want to build your life and how you want to live it. You know, what do you want to experience? What do you want to contribute? What, you know, what, what do you want to just, you know, run around on this earth doing yeah. <laughs> while you can? So what do you think? <laughs> what do you think of these cards? Does this resonate with you and connect yeah. for you? It's, it's like, we're not messing around. This is exactly what's happening in your life. And this is exactly where you need to go. <laughs> like, it's so to the point and so hit on. Like with reading, sometimes it's like wading through the layers and this is, and it can be like an hour reading. And I feel like this is like, this is what's happening. This is the main point. Ignore all that other stuff. Like nothing, no, none of that other stuff will change. It doesn't matter unless you hit this core that, yeah. and that's exactly what I've been struggling with lately is core beliefs and um, perspectives from friends and family on who I am, which isn't who I actually am. And finally, after 38 years shedding those false truths about myself so I can finally stand tall and be confident without any shame or guilt. And, um, the lion <laughs> holding the lion by its mouth and being poised is like terrifying to me because I've, whenever I've been really like confident and like, this is what I'm good at. I've always had people try to knock me down mm -hmm. and be like, well, you should be more humble, but I think I, I can be poised and I can be humble and I can be confident and I can be strong. You can be all the duality of everything without having to apologize for being strong. So that hit hard. <laughs> and like talking about poise, it's like you have the experience, talent and spirit to navigate any situation with grace and patience. You know, it doesn't have, when we talk about confidence, we think it has to be this knockdown, drag out fight, like kicking the door, you know, command right. the room. And it's like, that's, that's not confidence. It's knowing yourself through and through unshakable, you know, and coming from life in that way. And if someone wants to bring uh, conflict into the situation or their own 
uh, insecurities or hard opinions. It can just be like, okay, that's you. And it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with me. You know? exactly. And there is, there's so much relief in, in learning that and living by that. And, you know, if there is ever a, a conflict or something, you can always say, you know what, this isn't the conversation and energy I wanted to operate in. Let me get back to you. I'll, I'll, mm. I'll send you an email when the time is better, <laughs> you know, yeah. and just disengage, like <laughs> just disengage. So yeah. Yeah. wonderful. This really sounds like, and this is exactly what I want in a reading for someone where it can identify and validate and inspire and like, you're on the right track. And I want to remind you that it was you who chose when the cards were ready. And that was your intuition for you to use going forward. So trust in it, you know? Normally when someone books a reading with me, I do a five-card spread that I've intuitively built uh, with working with others. Um, But the three-card reading really gets to the point, too. And I just just love how divination can tell us exactly – what we need to hear from again our higher self and our spirit guides and and it's just it's beautiful work and i thank you so much for sharing this with me tonight (laughs) thank you i can feel like i feel stronger i feel stronger and i feel more aligned and it's amazing how quickly that can happen like you just need to hear what you need to hear you know well thank you again thank you so so much i really appreciate it so much Are you interested in a tarot reading? Tarot can be a wonderful source of validation, inspiration, and affirmation. To book a session with me, visit italktoghosts.com slash readings. Let's see what the cards have to say for you. Welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a spirit message this evening for a podcast listener. I have my dedicated deck here that I use specifically for medium and spirit readings. So I will dedicate it to a spirit who wants to come close with a message for someone listening to the podcast. So first, I got the Emperor which tells me the spirit here is a very logical person, a father figure type, very goal-oriented in life. Let's see. And with that, I pulled the devil, which says that they probably struggled with perfectionism a little bit, and they were often most critical with themselves but that's probably something that they passed on to you. So I would say the message is pay attention to how you talk to yourself. We are often our biggest critic and we can be downright harsh and insulting instead of supportive and optimistic. It's okay to break that cycle. Just notice when you are being particularly harsh with yourself and take a step back and try to shift into a softer way of thinking. What advice and encouragement would you give to a friend? Turn around and give that to yourself as well. 
So there you go. That is the spirit message for this evening. Let me know what you think. And if this message connects with you, please let me know because I would love to learn your story. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed the stories I've shared with you this evening, and I hope it's piqued your interest in divination and tarot card readings in general. I am available for tarot card readings. You can find out information about that by visiting italktoghosts.com. Thank you so much for spending your time with me this evening. And wherever you wander off to in this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!